What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 62 of the Coffee Club podcast. Oli Ho, what you drinking today? Water. That's not coffee. That's not water either. Yes, yeah, it's from the canal. So canned it's uh, water. It's canned water. It's New from, Zealand style. It's from it's, the canal. It's from the canal. Which so canal? The, the one out back. Oh, okay. The, the Boulder Canal. The Boulder Canal, yeah. It's snow melt. I wouldn't usually say this with water, but cheers. Cheers. Pure snow melt. But yeah, it's a Monday. Ollie's finished his first run of the day, or his only run of the day. His last run of the day, I should say. <laughs> which means that he can drink a beer and he can be happy. I took Gus for a walk as well, so I got him a 40 minute little interval. Ticked all the boxes. Ticked all the boxes. Ready to go. Ready to go. That's a nice way to do it. This is the Thanksgiving episode. This episode will come out on Thanksgiving, I believe. So to all our US mm. fans, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully this year is a better Thanksgiving than the last one. Mm-hmm. For at least Ollie and I, I think George had a good Thanksgiving. You had a good last one, right? Year. Ollie and I was, te- like, so it was bad. terrible. So bad. Morgan, you can explain it. <laughs> we just we had all these we had these grandiose plans of a lovely meal, like dinner or Thanksgiving lunch. I don't even know. Do people is it lunch or dinner or is it dinner? It's it's dinner, I think. Yeah, it's like a late I, it's lunch. like a dinner. It's like a it's like normally like lunch, but then it takes so long that it's late, and yeah. then it like becomes dinner. So we had these plans, but then we had a workout in the morning, and I was also filming a YouTube video that day. And by the time we got done with our morning stuff, and it was time to start. Well, we first off we didn't go grocery shopping until before Thanksgiving. We day. definitely did not calculate um, what we probably need to do before the lead up to thanksgiving yeah. i think we were thinking oh i'll be fine i'll be chill you know and then we just ended up going to king supers well i think we i think it closed early and yeah. i don't think we were able to get into it we were too lazy to go to it before it closed so then we asked our roommate's girlfriend to buy us yeah. a couple of steaks <laughs> Alyssa. and then our thank you Alyssa, saved the day we had a couple of steaks from king supers and mashed potatoes and yeah. it was just so depressing except then we put on the spongebob movie <laughs> kind of saved the day What's this year's plan? So this year we're actually going over to Aisha and Will's place and we just got a list of like the stuff that they're preparing for the meal and so it's a little bit daunting because obviously we have to step up our game, put some preparation into it and make some nice dishes to bring. So yeah, we haven't planned, we still have not planned out that part yet of what we're going to make but at least this year I think we're thinking about it. So hopefully by the time that everyone is listening to this, Hopefully we've, you've gone to the grocery yeah, store yeah. at the very least. <laughs> the very least, at least we had least two days before. At least I think two days is a good buffer. We have groceries. We have some beautiful dishes on the table, and we're having a feast. That's the goal, at least. But F- fancy feast, a fancy feast, and we're hopefully a lot of stuffed dishes. Yeah, we're, we're, Morgan and I are a big fan of the stuffing because that's what stuffing the college. Well, yeah. the college, uh, Morgan, Joe, Kai. I didn't. I kind of seeped my way, leached my way into it. But they had like this thing in Thanksgiving. They wouldn't go home, so they'd do a stuffing. They stuff everything as much as they could. That was the theme of Thanksgiving. Was every dish had to be stuffed. So we had <laughs> a stuffed chicken. I made a stuffed chicken. We had stuffed peppers or stuffed capsicums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of we had a just stuffing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what else we had, but everything had to be stuffed. I think that the ice cream. There's like an ice cream stuffed, like a like a <laughs> ice cream with something in it as well, like a pastry thing cream thing yeah so that's Thanksgiving bring, bring along Gus stuff stuffed Gus well Gus on the spit mate that would be the best feast for everyone it'd be so yummy yeah he'd I'm be a tasty moistle looking at his booty right now looks very tasty he's got a good rump hasn't he <laughs> he has we'll yeah, fatten up rump. a little bit I feel like last week we were talking about eating Gus <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know if this is what's Comes happening a lot, I don't honestly. know what's going on maybe we need to eat more food or we <laughs> just keep looking at Gus during the podcast going hmm, I think we're tasty. training too hard we're just getting delirious and hungry yeah. I think there's bacon on there somewhere 
On Gus? Hundred percent. I don't know where. We'd have, we'd have to we have to search. <laughs> we'd, have to, up, we'd have to get a, a prime butcher to come in and <laughs> dice him up. Dice, dice him up. up. <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's enough. That's making me upset. <laughs> that's enough. So that's our Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a lovely Thanksgiving as I hope our one went well. But this episode is coming off the back of NCAA Cross Country, so we're gonna be talking about that and hopefully have some big uh, guests on later is the plan. But before we get to that, one last little thing to wrap up is the Brendan Herbert Bandit race. Everybody's, everybody's been worried about this. Which is probably the greatest storyline of this year's cross-country season. Not college, just in general. Just, just, in, the, just in the world. Just world. Cross-country world. Worldwide. And a couple of new updates that I wanted to share with the boys. One, he's back on Instagram. Huge. Which is huge because he went off Instagram when all this stuff was happening. And there was one of those things, I don't even know what they call it on Instagram stories, where it's like, post a picture of this it'll say like post your mm. oldest picture or like post your last picture in your camera reel it was one that said post a picture of you in your high school jersey and he posted a picture of himself <laughs> in in the race kit that he wore <laughs> to band at the race and he put a bunch of like funny emojis with it which is just hilarious that now he's playing it up that, that's awesome that's awesome and it, is, it makes it so much better also a great time to reactivate your instagram during the busiest cross-country time of the year I think this is genius. Yeah, because like it went under the radar a little bit and then pops up that story and goes, surprise, I'm back. It comes back. I hope, comes I back. hope that gets some traction. And the other part of it, so this this is just way deeper than we initially realized. There is, I, We got an anonymous DM from someone deep in the Texas cross-country scene that, <laughs> that gave us the inside source, which was that the kid that won, his name is Kevin, Apparently, him and Brendan are friends. So this is conspiracy theory. Apparently, they're friends. And Kevin asked Brendan to hop in the race to pace him to try break the course record. And so that's why he did it. But then that's also why neither of them could say anything. Because apparently, Kevin would get disqualified if he was known to be... And we're opening this up on Coffee Club Pod. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> did he, did if this becomes record, if this goes onto an actual news media site and he does get DQ because we just spilt the beans, dude, I'm gonna be. That's sad. a mad conspiracy. Isn't that, that a that, great that's, conspiracy? That's a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, I like it. So, and like so yeah, it. Kevin had to pretend like he like didn't know anything about him. Brendan also couldn't say. Like, they have to pretend they don't know each other. Yeah. Well, they said Brendan in an interview after did say he was friends with Kevin. I think so. He did Convenient. admit that. But they can't. Kevin has to act like he Nothing, wasn't yeah. associated with Brendan at all, because otherwise you get in trouble for that. Which is just this is just ludicrous. To like, if that's true and that was all planned out, that's does that make it funnier? I think it does. Yeah, because like Probably. in general, he couldn't he couldn't really release his motive because everyone's like, okay, why did he do this? And no one's batting <laughs> batting an eye about like a, a, you know there's any theory nothing's coming through but that to me that actually sounded like the best theory so far well because no one really knew up to this point why he did it yeah like it, it didn't make sense and he got asked in an interview why you did it like they're like why did you do that you know that's not allowed and he just didn't reply to that question <laughs> so it's it's all up yeah he just whispered into the mic these nuts and just <laughs> <walked away." laughs> the fact that he's planned out breaking the course record by like imagine that planning yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's all They'd walk the, the course together at night, yeah. secretly. But maybe is that maybe that course record is worth like a college scholarship or something. The crazy thing is, it literally is like this is 
is actually real money. I mean, I'm sure if the Kevin, if he's winning the Texas State Champs Cross, he's probably doing fine. Mm. But yeah, like literally, that stuff does matter in some way. So, so crazy to think about if that's actually what happened. So, <laughs> a great update to, to that story. Maybe we'll hear more. Maybe we'll try to get Brendan on the show. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. I'd love that. I would love for him to come on. So. Gus, can you book that the in, ban- please? The bandit himself. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hope that like that doesn't just get forgotten because that still, to me, is just the most hilarious thing <laughs> to happen. And, yeah, not saying that we advocate for more people to hop in and bandit races, but it's very entertaining to witness from the outside. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I have thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we've all thought about it in the back of our heads thinking... I wonder what would happen if we just banded a Colorado race. We'd probably get beaten by the Nowak kids. However, it would be funny. Yeah. So that's that. On to the, the big stuff. And the Bay Cross. Uh, we watched it nice, uh, bright and early on Saturday morning. It was honestly just straight up, just lived up to all the hype. One of the best cross country. Uh, probably one of the best NCAA cross countries I've watched. I think On it, both sides. Yeah. yeah. Men and women. Both sides are amazing. It just, like we talked about on the show last week, it just showed why that meet is arguably the best meet of the year with the individual and the team battles that are going on. And it's just the big names, Dude. the big schools. It's, it just lived up to it. We just had all these head-to-head fights. And then also got to give a lot of credit to, is it ESPN? I don't know who does the broadcast. ESPN. But it was like so good to follow as well, the way that they would show the individual races and with the, the split screen camera technology and then also have the team scores coming through. It made it so entertaining to it was watch. Good. And no ads. There wasn't a single commercial break during did, uh, the commentator did make it. He yeah. made a joke about it. He's like, um, are you waiting for an ad or something? Yeah, he said, at this point in the race, we would normally go to an ad break, but not today. Not today. <laughs> Which is great because I think we've... John I've, Anderson actually does a bloody good job. Yeah. I, I've him. complained a lot in the past particularly NCAA indoors where like there'd be a 3k race in the women and they'd yeah. put an eight minute ad in normally you can't get through a, like an eight or nine minute steeplechase without an ad exactly and, and it's it's a problem because you don't have ads for drafting for the NFL you know when nothing's really happening and you're having ads for like one of the biggest meets of the year for the sport in college so it's nice to see that they're doing that for cross but I, I think after watching that NCAAs I do feel like cemented wise NCAA cross is definitely the best um, season in like a, a distance runners, like overall. Like if you you have a team like that, you have the individual, like the battles, like even the hype around it and like just the support system, dude, it put money into it. Yeah. Put like, you could, you could definitely like, you know how people keep talking about having a pro scene and stuff like that? NCAA cross is so sick because of the way the turnout is. The way it also just is. looks so sick. Oh yeah. The filming, like, the stampede. Yeah. The stampede at the start is unreal. It's like Lord of the Rings. They're about to, you know, go and drop the ring at Mordor or something. It looks crazy. And it's the just, drone the shots. I remember, um, I think it was, it was two years ago when um, uh, Conor Mance won. Was it two years ago or a year ago? I'm, both. I'm losing both. track. Both. both. He won both. <laughs> what was the one where, like, there's a video and Luis, uh, Louis G is just, like, running and he's just, like, looks like he's chilling, but they're, like, their legs are going so quick and they're, like, just sprinting down. There's, like, a gif yeah. of it. I think that's Oklahoma State two Oklahoma, years ago. That's, it's the same course right yeah but they yeah. went out really quick i had i remember watching that and i had straight endorphins in my <laughs> the back of my head because like i was sitting there and watching the women just sprint down it's just unreal i just forgot because i thought i personally always thought as a middle distance guy that track was like the be all and end all dude cross i reckon is definitely this made so me want to have cross important. champs there yeah that'd be fucking sick. it looked like such a fun cross country mm. course just a great challenging course and the weather looked good 
Well, you couldn't really tell because apparently it was really cold, but there was a big like splattering of different outfits. But it looked like a good day to run across. It was countries. sunny. It was. It would look like it wasn't. Was it windy? I don't. I, don't, don't, I think it was, just, I think cold. It was just cold. Just cold. Which See, is that's, pretty that's, pretty nice for running. Dude, 10K. Madison, when it was cold, it was like one of the best cross country yeah. runs. It's definitely part of the experience. Hundred yeah. percent. So it was great. Had Kyle Merber also on the commentating <laughs> team, which it was great to hear a familiar voice on there. And I think overall he did do a great job. Yeah. I think. We were laughing at some of the questions <laughs> he asked because you could tell. I think I think there's always a learning curve with doing that stuff. Yeah. I think there's a lot going on. But to hear his voice on there was very cool. It's it's a little bit daunting to think that maybe we're going to be hearing his voice on there for the next like 60 years now until he dies. <laughs> a little bit scary, but also very cool. So awesome to see people that we know getting into it, breaking into that scene. I imagine it's not the easiest thing to do. And yeah, as George said, the other people commentating, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but it's people that do like the SEC meet and stuff and they, they're very good. They're fantastic, yeah. They're really good at it. So and there was a couple of funny clips too, like people clipped out like a couple of words oh, yeah. from, <laughs> from the commentary. It was No context had yeah. a lot a lot to work with after the, those yeah. two races. Which a lot of content just, to distribute. Yeah. Which is always like the best thing ever. Uh, looking at the men's race first, it's... I don't know. And you got it done again. <laughs> I, Six I have titles to admit, in seven years. I have to admit, I didn't want NAU to win after tiebreak. I didn't, because like, I'm, am I a fan of, who, who would I rather uh, hang out with? Michael Smith or Dave Smith? Dave Smith. That's a tough one. <laughs> 100% Michael Smith. Yeah. Dave Smith, I would not want to hang out with. And like, in general, like, the NAU boys, the Oklahoma State boys, I definitely know the NAU boys pretty well. Nice guys, work really, really hard, you know? But the thing is, I just didn't want them to win because I I just love the idea of a home team winning at a home course. And because it was a tiebreaker, that annoyed me because I could imagine just being on that OK State team. Like home course, you're a senior and you just put everything into it. You come out like underdogs, really. And then you almost win, but you lose on a tiebreaker to NAU who've won so, so many titles. It's just so dramatic. Like, um, But I think, I mean, we'll talk about it, but like, Nico and, and Drew like just fucking controlled that whole race and it was pretty uh, exciting to see NAU just like I mean there was probably a lot of people saying that they just they weren't going to win like this you know they're done and that was cool to see them turn up that they always fucking turn up at nationals and um, Mike Smith Michael Smith's uh, uh, pre-race <laughs> talk was quite uh, quite amusing I quite enjoyed it just the way he talked about you know the trajectory of the team and, and, and the way that everyone's feeling and how he's feeling and Everything like that. He says like he's usually used to it being like he just wants it done, he wants it over, like he's had enough during that point of the year. But this year he said he felt much more like excited and enjoyable and the, the trajectory of the team was in a better position. So it definitely showed. Yeah, but, he was yeah. just saying that like, which this is why this one was especially interesting. <clears throat> I mean, if you win six titles in seven years and you do another, your second three-peat, it's always going to be amazing. But this was the one that they weren't ranked first for. I think the last six years or whatever, they were... NAU was always ranked first going into NCAAs, and this year they weren't because they honestly like were pretty average in the early season mm. meets, and that's kind of what Mike was talking about was so interesting, and that like this year they actually felt like they had momentum because I have to imagine, I just know from personal experience, when you come in and you crush Nutty, which is you know the first kind of big meet of the year, which is what NAU 
generally always does you just you have a a comfort you have like it's very easy to be very confident when you already have done it and you're already in that spot and you just got to maintain it reassurance yeah and that's how like that's how you want it to be but this year was not like that for them no and so they really had to i don't know not come back but they had to they had something to prove yeah and i i do respect that as well i just yeah, I'm very I'm very happy for them. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. I'm happy for George as well. He's got his uh, sixth ring. Well, we, we, it's in the mail. Yeah. I haven't taken this shirt off in three days. I know. I noticed that. Uh, but it, just been I've been sleeping in it. Yeah, I could tell. In general, though, I'm just I I, I do feel for the OK State guys because it's hard. Yeah. Like, and also I I know this is going to be a controversial topic. I know, but the tiebreaker, the way it's well, we should talk about it if we if we think it's a good thing or not because. So yeah, it was. I think it was eighty-three points each, and it came mm-hmm. down to the tiebreaker. And the way that the tiebreaker rules work in NCAA's is they just do head-to-head. They look at each team's top five and where they finished, and then they compare them head-to-head matchups. So NAU's number one versus Oklahoma State's number one, and that whoever wins, that's one point, and they just go down from one to five, and then whoever comes out on top. And NAU had their first three guys in front of Oklahoma State's first three guys, and then Oklahoma State's four and five were. Okay. Ahead, I think, and sixth. No, I think they had the they had one, two, and four. One, two, and four. Alex Mayer was, or like their third guy was in front of our third guy. Okay, because he was like eleventh, yeah. I think. But then Brody, fourth man, was in front of their fourth man. Makes sense. So it was very close. It was obviously yeah it's three be two on tiebreaker after tying it. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, for me personally, I I feel like as a team. The sixth man, like if it goes down to that, because there is that rule, right? It's not. Well, that's, 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 a, that's probably the. That's what people would argue would be the other way to do it. Would be just include, you rank it on your sixth yeah, man. Yeah, if it's a tie, just see which team sixth man finished in front. I think which, it just. I think maybe that's the rule in high school, and that's what people are basing on. Or, but I think it like, at different races have have different rules. Yeah, and there was a race during the season that some Colorado like a women's race Colorado yeah pa- Pac-12 what did that come down to I think it was the same as same, 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 same method yeah, yeah it was the same which it's maybe funny maybe what it is in college it's funny that it is pretty rare so every time it happens no one knows what to do <laughs> no one knows like even what the tiebreaker rules are and then it happens and everyone's like oh wait that's the rules because yeah. I didn't know what the rules were until I thought it was a six man and then when I saw that the six man for Oklahoma was in front of the NAU uh, I was like oh okay well Oklahoma State has won it because that is the way I was told for some reason um, in college but it wasn't it was off the five I don't know which you would think would be more attributing to the depth of the team well if you're talking about depth then probably the six man the six man but if you're talking about the best top five Five. then the way it's done right now probably is correct Mm -hmm. so that's a hard thing to argue isn't it because you're talking about team title right team like depth but then you're also talking about the top five who who score those ones who is the best at doing it Mm -hmm. right in my mind if they want it to be six people they then it should should be should just be six to score if they want to make it six man yeah like why is why what's the even point of having five to score they're going to use the six man anyway. Well, it'd just be in very, very it'd be specific in circumstances. Yeah, First know? time in history. Very, yeah, <laughs> very, very specific circumstances that the six man yeah. comes in like that. Because I personally do think that is. I, I just like, like the idea of the six man that's actually probably contributing. How I would do it. Yeah. If, I, I understand. At the end of the day, it is I under, so I understand. rare. Yeah. So it's like. It's apples and oranges, I think, when I'm thinking about it right now in my head. Like, uh, do I think NAU shouldn't have won? No, I think they, they won. They, they, they won. And I think they should have won from that structure because that's the structure that they've had 
However, I do like the idea of the six-man contributing in some way as the depth of the team. But I do understand the variations of the rules from the five to the that sixth rule. Yeah. But I, it's just hard, man. Fuck. I mean, those, was, those guys can't like do anything about it either. They probably no, didn't even it's know out of, the it's out, of, it's out of everyone's like, control. It's, it's no, in the rules. Because it's, it's they're probably like going to get some hate. Yeah. Well, the thing is they shouldn't no. because it's, it's, it's the rule. Like, NAU should get no... I mean, people would be like disappointed saying like... Oh, you know, like this. This is bullshit. They should be on this other rule, but it's like it's not. Like when it's they, like they made the when wrong. they towed the line, when they towed the line, that rule was there, and when they crossed the line, that rule was there. Like they didn't change it. Overnight. Michael Smith didn't walk up and knock on the thing <laughs> and knew what was going to go up and goes, "Hey, can you change that rule really quick?" Yeah, yeah, thank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kettles, kettles, kettles. And then just came back and you know, just just very chill, cross arms, and then like that just didn't happen. It was always there, which yeah. I, I, I just yeah, it's just tough because like you said, it's the first time in history. Mm-hmm. That's happened in NCAA history. I wonder how how did Mike Smith handle that the Zen character he was. Do you reckon he he looked like he did scream at one of the boys because they were trying to get up on the stage and he like just told him off. Really? Yeah, I think there was definitely because of how long it took to finalize the results. I think OK State pro, put in like two different protests. Yeah, they did. Against, I, I like, think they wanted to like for the photos spend more, or something. They wanted to spend more time looking but at everything. ESPN only had the TV window until 10 a.m before that football game was coming on afterwards so they wanted to oh, get they, to. they wanted to like get a team up on the yeah. stage and so and they kept saying like oh you got yeah you guys won and then the, oh fuck actually no you guys might still protested and then they're like oh just just give them the trophy and get them up there and I think Riley Smith was like don't you dare fucking give that trophy to my team unless no. you know that they've won or no it's 100% like, we're not fair. putting them up there if the, you don't know 100% that they've won. Speaking of the... I can't say what Mike Smith was doing in this moment apart from yelling at kids to not get on the stage, but Brody Hastings was asked that question in one of the interviews and he actually had an incredibly zen response to it, which is... So maybe this will give you an indication of Mike Smith's response. Brody said, yeah, like we weren't sure, but even if we did finish second, we were really happy. Like we're finishing second, which is like... That's a, that's like that's Brody Hasty though. That's Everyone like such a, that's such a <laughs> mature response because yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, even if we did finish second, like we're so proud of what we accomplished. Yeah, they freaking they which crushed is like it. Amazing. Like, I mean, scoring eighty three points at nationals is fucking good too. Coming so. from it is ridiculous that they won again. It is. <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. Like when you, when you see when you see how Drew Boz and Nico are at the front, it's like all right, so they're gonna be in the top three, and he's definitely very good chance they're going to win. Like if you have two people in the top three and then you know a team is like, has some depth to it. Mm. But like we said all year, like we did know that Drew and Nico, Nico especially, were going to be like crushing it. And then three, four, five or whatever was always going to be the question for any of you. And then, yeah, you don't really get to see what's happening back, like at the back of the field all the time. So there is like a lot of uncertainty. But yeah, I think at this point you just... You just trust any of you. You did, gonna I think get it you, done. You could just... T- I, that was a feeling as well, I think. Like, you could just tell that they were probably going to... Like, it, in general, Stanford didn't run the, the way that they wanted to. Charles Six got the win. Love that. Ran it really, P- really picked smart. Picked him last year and didn't pick him this year. How well, I picked... That? No, I'm happy to pick my boy Kai Robinson because I think Kai looks very, very strong. And I did say in the uh, podcast, I said, if not Kai, Charles... I did say that in the pod. So like I always have no, Charles in my thing. back pocket, you know, but in general, <laughs> like, I think, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Kai, I think Kai, not him not going with that group. I think it definitely put in my mind that Stanford might've been in a bit of trouble. Cause I feel like Kai Robinson, the way he's performed 
and particularly being with Charles, being with a teammate. So the 20U guys, two Stanford guys in that front pack, how exciting would that have been? Because if you have those four guys together, it, it gives me much more of a team battle as well as an individual battle between four incredible runners. So yeah. I feel like when Kai wasn't able to get to that front three guys, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting to see how it goes. You don't but, get any more points for getting a close fourth compared to a far well, back I'm just, fourth. I'm just saying <laughs> in my head thinking about it because when I'm thinking about it and looking but Stanford, at But Stanford overall choked. Like they yeah. were not even close to because when i'm thinking about overall and i'm looking at i'm not looking at the points going on for every k but i'm looking at just seeing two nau boys grinding out the front i'm thinking okay nau's like they're looking in my mind visually like okay they're gonna they're gonna crush they have two guys there they're gonna have um you know they always have solid three four or five guys that are near the front near the front of the you know back peloton whatever you want to call them um but in general uh, in general though i i thought it was so sick though in the last few k all of a sudden you see Oklahoma State, yeah, starting to come up, and you're like, "This is this is NCAA cross. This is exactly what." It- see, I had a very similar experience to Ollie, where before the race, like, I, if you asked me, I would have said, "Yeah, like I pick NAU to win, and I want them to win." It was only because of the way the race played out that I became yep. in the last two k of the race anti- cheering, cheering for anti NAU and yep. cheering for Oklahoma State because then I'm like, "Man, if they win it in this fashion on their home course, not even ranked in the top." Well, no, they were ranked very highly. What were they ranked? They must have been top five. Oh, well, I'm thinking like not like in the in the contention. Sorry, like yeah. they weren't even in contention. Like it was Stanford, it was NAU, and it was. Uh, it might have been Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State, but I don't. Maybe. I know. I don't know. Um, whatever they were, they were good. Like they, they, were, they were caught me up good. in the last K, and I was like thinking like this would be f- fucking sick if they did this because once a lot like there must be a very very rare occasion where a home team has won the team title yeah that doesn't happen too often no so it would have been crazy and that's when i slowly started to see myself sinking to the couch going i'm becoming anti-nau <laughs> because i want oklahoma to win. i would have been more okay for oklahoma state to win i just didn't want byu to win see byu casey klinger because they still were in college i think they were leading at the oh yeah they were probably ranked, the they were probably ranked third yeah, they, they were, were. Yeah, they were. They were still. They were. And they, they finished it. They finished yeah. it. They beat Stanford. Casey Klinger is still in. College. I thought he graduated. That's a classic BYU story, isn't it? <laughs> no, because no, because we were sitting on the couch and I, I looked at it and they, they had their top runner was Casey Klinger and I was like, I thought. Well, he's thought confusing. He he's confusing because he must have been on a mission. He, he did a freshman year where he was amazing, he and crushed. then and then he went on a mission. Oh. Yeah. he did one season not even like a track season just the cross country just cross season yeah. lived for two years and came back maybe he's a senior now i don't know i was just confused because when i saw his name i was like damn that's a name i haven't heard in a long time yeah back to our days B- i don't B- think he's crushing. even that old though yeah. no he probably isn't he's probably what 25 probably like 28 <laughs> goes to byu probably has a family probably three has kids. three kids yeah got a mortgage yeah no but byu were a great like they were so strong as well yeah it really was a great team battle and a great individual battle so it was so entertaining tell you who also did decently well wisconsin, wisconsin. let's go this is we've talked about the curse that wisconsin has had at nationals since my time there since maybe slightly before that they won in 2011 11, yeah. i think and then i think they did well again in 2012 but since that i don't think they've done as well and we've always underperformed based on our ranking at nationals and this year I think they came in ranked sixth and they finished Finished sixth. sixth. And they did amazing. Had two All-Americans, almost three, which kind of asked for much more than that. Decent spread too. Like they were all like kind of together. Jackson Sharp, All-American. I think he's first All-American. 
In cross, I think so. Yeah. And track, yeah, as well, I guess. I think he's his first American. So. Bob, I think Bob was six at some, like most, for most of the race. And I think he must have started yeah, to feel he, like... I think he, Bob went with that second pack and that second pack was super strong. Yeah. I guess he like died a bit at the end. But yeah, overall, great job to the Wisconsin boys. So very happy about that. Talking a bit more about the individual battle to wrap up, I'll talk about the guys. Uh, Charles Hicks was like, see, you, I don't really buy into this. Do you guys buy into when they say like, like for Drew Bosley and for Nico Young, they're like, yeah, these guys have, I guess Stanford also did have the team battle, but do you think that they are willing to sacrifice the individual win by racing like that and knowing that they're going to secure a top three, which is going to be huge for the team battle? Mm. Or do you think that's like, they're just like, this is how we want to race it. We're going to go out and crush. I think it's, I think it's just the latter. I think, I think it's the latter. Yeah. They're, they're thinking, basic case scenario, I get one point for my team. Yeah, that's what I reckon is going through their mind, and I like, do agree. even better one two if you got two of them. Particularly, yeah. I think with with Drew and, and Nico, they've trained together all season. They've been crushing it, from what I've been hearing. If you're out there with your teammate and you're like, you know, you've got a gap on the field and you're competing with one other guy for the title, you're going to be pretty confident in the fact that if I do blow up and I can't consolidate a win here, I'm still going to score a very low point for my team. So, I feel like going for it. There was a moment when I thought Drew was was gonna get caught by that second group, but I think it was partly like the camera angle coming down. I think down they, the hill they were pretty far ahead, though, right? Ten Close seconds. Yeah, I mean, but they only finished three seconds ahead. Oh shit! So they got so close. They, were, they definitely closed. Just you know, you have way more momentum in that. You know what's pack. crazy about this whole thing? Connor Mance ran twenty nine twenty six. Citrus Mag, check the uh, facts here. Twenty nine twenty six at that nationals. And uh, I'm pretty sure Charles Six ran 28.43 or something. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so quick. fucking insane. It was so quick if you're thinking about that time. They've, they've got to be in like 27.30 shape on the track. Which is guys. not, based on what they've run before, it's not that surprising. I guess it isn't surprising. <laughs> I fair. mean, if you got... If, I, think if they, I think they can all do that. I yeah. think that was textbook conditions. World record uh, conditions. World record conditions. I think that was really good conditions to run like a fast... 10k definitely because i don't think i think at the course also didn't look too soft it looked quite like over, over, over that's what we that's what we heard hard. yeah we like heard frozen hard that's what look. we heard we heard it was like a track so great conditions and i think i don't know if you got this sense george but when all and i were watching it and the nau boys were doing a lot of the leading and charles hicks was sitting behind them he was looking pretty good yeah for most of it and there was i would say maybe around 8k you could tell the nau boys were starting to hurt a bit more and charles was looking more and more composed and i got flashbacks to do you guys remember watching pack 12s a year ago when i think we all we didn't really mm. know charles hicks that well at the time we all expected cooper yeah. to just run away with it and then charles hicks had this like pretty epic finish yeah. and in the race where he just crushed that was just like playing my mind I'm like man he's probably gonna do that again he but did just look slightly more com- like freshly more comfortable for it's, most of the race it is funny because out of those three guys none of them can kick like severely like if i'm looking at those three guys who's gonna outkick the other yeah. honestly i think they're all pretty even i mean drew maybe well, cross, con- cross country isn't really about kicks no really. well but okay it's just whoever's the least tired your kick in Madison was pretty epic. Yeah, but I yours always, was a much bigger pack. Yeah, that was a lot. That was more the biggest people. pack in the last. I don't yeah, know, for a long time. A but long time. I also I also do believe that a track kick and a cross country kick 
are two different things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I think that they're not known for their kicks. Those three guys, right? You could say that. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. That, so I'm thinking enough. like when you're thinking of a race, there's three guys and the race is almost over. You're thinking, who the hell is going to outkick the other? That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah, yeah. they're all the same to me, like the way that they kick. If you call it a cross-country kick, I think they have the same kick. Yeah. There's no like, like one other thing. than the other. Whereas like if it's Morgan McDonald with those three guys, I'm like, okay, well, Morgan's going to fucking outkick him. So like that that's that was the mindset I had. I was like, it's gonna be interesting because even though if Charles looked incredible, I was like, damn, like I don't know who could. Gus is snoring really loud. I'm not <laughs> so sure if it's been picked up on the cameras, but uh, or the mic. Sorry, but Gus is <laughs> in the zone right now. Uh, you know what was, I guess, according to Let's Run, I didn't I didn't believe this at first, but that apparently was Stanford's first individual, yeah. which blows my mind. Individual cross country title. Apparently that was actually the first one. When I first saw that, I didn't believe it, but they have had so many good runners. And yeah, yeah. I agree. It's Fisher, man. A bunch that's of, bunch Ritz, of teams. That's because Ritz got the dub over uh, Ryan, Ryan Hall. Hall. Yeah. And you got the dub over Grant Fisher. But back around 2000, yeah, they were so dominant. So I just assumed that they must have had somebody, but I guess there was always just somebody in the NCAA who was uh, better than the top Stanford guy, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, so that was an amazing men's race. Mm. Uh, congratulations to NAU. Congratulations, George. Uh, I guess soon we'll be talking about will they do it again next year? <laughs> <laughs> that comes off so quick. Yeah. <laughs> They're only only losing their fifth man. So Cushy? Cushy. That's Cushy. as we know for now. I mean you, you can know see what I mean? Yeah. I would not be yeah, surprised no, if Nico no, no. Young is going pro. But that's a that's a story for another track day. season, I guess. But moving on to the women's race which was also epic. <laughs> also epic. I mean from an individual like it was just as exciting, maybe more exciting because the way it played out. I think from the team standpoint, I think NC State had this one more locked up. Yeah. Still amazing like to see, I think. Was New Mexico second in the end? Yes. I think they might have been. And Alabama actually was winning at one point, were mm, they not? They were. Well, they were super Early close. On, yeah. Maybe even like decently into I it. Think they, were still, they were still up there. I think their fifth woman was dropping back a little bit near the end. Yeah. Last K. But still, they were still, still finished there. Third. Yeah, so, they were still there. Team battle, NC State... I think they won last year as well, right? Yeah. So they're doing their own little dynasty over there. Back to back, baby. Back to back. And this race was just crazy to see because it went exactly, well, not exactly how you would expect it to go. But pretty close. (laughs) Pretty close. close. And it it made it so exciting. Parker, Valby, just crushing it. She also ran compared to two years ago, like so much quicker than the time that won it Mm. back then. And she was just solo out the front. And she had 10 seconds on the second pack. She had 12 pack. at one point. I think it was yeah. 12. Yeah. The, the max. Even more than that. And that pack was led by Caitlin Tui. And that was one where you got the sense that Caitlin Tui maybe was like... I lost faith in her a bit. for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> was, she like, was she just chilling being like, all right, I don't want to blow up because that's going to compromise my team. Dude, I, I think she was textbook. Like, yeah. Obviously, tactically. she did have it under control. But yeah. for a bit, I was like, idiot. Yeah. So how this, could you let it get this to is this thing? With but then I, a couple minutes later, I was like, I take yeah. it back. I take it, it all back. That's the thing with women's cross country, though. It's 6K. That's short. Like, it's a lot shorter than 10K. It's a lot shorter yeah. than 10K. So, like, if you're thinking Parker Valby, Caitlin Tui, like, if it's a 10K race, I'm everyone's much more confident in Caitlin Tui that she's going to pick her up because there's more time. Yeah, once she starts dropping yeah. it like that. Yeah, you know, there's more time. But in a 6K, it's like you can run out of time pretty quickly if you're not paying attention. <laughs> but she always like she just seemed to know what she was like when to go and when she knew that this was the time to make the move but 
I'm pretty tangent sure she, running. I'm pretty sure she waited until 4K too. I think like she, she was, no, she, she, it was, she was pretty late, yeah. So late. But she like, when she went, man, you could on tell a mission. Her. She was just catching it so quick and then she did the, the classic. Like she didn't even try to sit on it. Really. She just went she straight, just past straight past her. Although to, to, Parker, to Parker's credit, she did hold on for pretty like... For a little bit. Yeah, she was still only, I think she only lost maybe a couple of seconds behind Caitlin to it, like three seconds. Lost maybe. a couple of seconds in the turn. The tangents, man. Oh my God. The, the, the videoing yeah. of her, like every the whole rest of the pack is just going one way and she's running up. It looks like she's going for a pit stop. Like she's going to go take a drink or change shoes or something. She's just running the completely opposite direction of the tangent. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of her because she's an amazing athlete and she's pretty young and she's so good but you gotta just run the tangents run the tangents <laughs> especially, especially if you're leading then yeah. like cross country race and, and you're like and you're trying to beat Kaylin Tui please run the tangents maybe if please. it's conference and you, you're gonna win by I'm not sure how much she won conference by but I think it was, like, was probably like a, a dick ton yeah. uh, then don't run the tangents but enter the cross when you have Kaylin Tui behind you Please run the tangents. Please run the tangents. It will help you. It, it might get you an NCAA title. We really so, we really want you to see. Uh, hopefully, I mean, she probably just, what is she, sophomore? She's young. Yeah, she's young. Uh, so she's got yeah. so many more years, unless she goes pro. Yeah, I've both those races is so young. They're all like fucking sophomores. It's hard to tell what a sophomore means these days, though. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. to be honest, COVID years, COVID years. Sometimes you I mean, I think I'm pretty sure, I'm eligibility-wise, I'm a junior. Yeah. Always. Drew's already run four cross countries, and he's got another one up his sleeve. Yeah, it's Wait, weird. Really? He can yeah. run five. Well, the twenty, the COVID one didn't count for eligibility purposes. Yeah, that was a freebie. Okay, so that actually, not that I really want to get into this right now. But <laughs> Here we like, go. So that counts as an NCAA title, but it doesn't mm-hmm. count against eligibility. That's a little bit like... That's a bit sus. A sus. It's a little sus. That's a bit yeah. sus. But moving on. Uh, <laughs> so Parker, I don't think she needs to hear it from us because I'm sure... Parker? Parker, yeah. I don't think she needs to hear it from us because I'm sure... Chris Linsky, her coach, and Wisconsin, a lot of other Wisconsin great, yeah. have told her to run the tangents. But just watching it, it's a little bit hard. I, I, I'm guessing after that race, she's like, okay, I'll run the tangents now. Yeah. So, But that was pretty incredible to see what she did. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that in a freaking NCAA cross race just to go for it, you know? It really does. It's uh, That's at the end of the day, even though she got second, if you can race that type of race in that fashion, yeah. it's absolutely it's just so impressive to see and it's setting up for such an entertaining potentially entertaining indoors and outdoors where i think no and collegiate woman i might be wrong in this i don't think anyone has broken 15 in the 5k like a actual collegiate woman so really i think i mean it's hard to say exactly what form they're in but between her and caitlin too it's like you they're gonna crush yeah they're gonna be crushing and if they might be out there setting 5k records which would be amazing. Um, is that the highest finish from a University of Florida athlete? Women's? Such cross? a random question that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> because like, why okay. would I know the answer to that? I'm just thinking, you don't <laughs> usually see the University of Florida getting second at cross country in I CAA's. Not, I, they've they've had some amazing athletes. They have, but not in cross country. Like mostly just like sprints, jumps, and maybe some mid distance running. But Coriander, Coriander McGee. McGee? Yeah, well, no, but they, so when Corey was there, they had a lot of good women there, like a lot of good ones. So Did they run cross as well. Is it with Jinjin? Jinjin Class, yeah, she won a silver title for steeple, right? Not in cross. No, no I don't. Ollie, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> no, I, I just don't know the answer. That was a that question, question just came to my head because I'm thinking about like we're thinking we're talking NAU, we're talking BYU, we're talking like all the usual schools, but mm-hmm. University of Florida is not a usual school. No, well you're right. For a cross country, that, they're definitely sprint. It just came to my head, I but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like in the '80s they had a winner because yeah, probably back then. I know they had some good people. Yeah, no, it's just I'm sorry, it's just on the men's side at least. Everything that's in here sometimes just 
comes out. No, it's a valid question. We'll get Citrus Mac to check C- that C- one. Citrus, <laughs> please check that out. Gus, can you get on it, please? Our analysts yeah. over at Citrus. But, Crunch the numbers for us. Yeah. So, I don't really like these questions, but Kaylin Tui, is she going to be the greatest of all time? Collegiate woman. Which is great. Who she, is right now? Who is she? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I also couldn't tell you either. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> she's, she's had... comparing to. My question's just as bad. Is it true? Is it true? That she's had one of the greatest high school careers ever. I think is that, that true? is true. Can confirm. Okay. So I don't think that's argued. If she's gonna collegiate wise though, she might not because she might get recruited professionally like yeah, next that, year. That would make it tough. That would if make it just, tough. If she just goes pro. Because uh, to be honest, a girl like her, like if she keeps that trajectory after a year, I just don't see I feel bad for the rest of the NCAA, honestly. I just I just don't see her staying in college because she could be making money. It's just a it's a loss if she's not making professional money, running making USA teams and crushing. It's just a loss. Unless yeah. she gets a fat NIL. Yeah, she probably should, she honestly. Is. Does she have one? Well she's got ninety K followers on Instagram. So she's reckon- already like one of the biggest like in the distance running world, which is crazy, but Do you reckon we could sponsor her for a coffee club? I think we should try to sponsor her. Let's Do you reckon dude. NIL? How much would she cost? Gus. Probably, probably out of our Gus, Gus budget. Can, can you, we, can can, we can run the numbers, probably send something over to an agent. Yeah. <laughs> to the Florida <laughs> lawyers. University of Florida. No, sorry, no, not sorry. Florida. Who are you talking <laughs> about? Or well, we could send one to both. We could send yeah. to Parker as well if we want. Yeah, we'll see. And then that'll decide who we're, we're rooting for in the uh, yeah. track season, whoever yeah. we get to sponsor. But um, <laughs> I, I, I do think... You, I, I think it's going to be hard to become the greatest of all time in college anymore because if you're so good like if you're so good like Nico or you're so good in college you're not going to be in college for very long you're going to be out running professionally so it's really hard to have like the greatest of all time college career if you're that good you're just going to be going pro anyway. I do agree with that because yeah once your value hits a certain point like take Cole Hawk as a great example yeah, yeah. like if he had stayed in college or he would have potentially done as low at his value 100% and he potentially could have been the greatest middle distance Season, ever. Yeah. Like, I also ever. just don't think that anyone will ever win 18 in Subway titles. Yeah, that's also not like going to happen. Did. I just don't think it's ever going to happen again. So, so that's yeah. the thing. Could Ches have gone pro earlier if he wanted to? Or did he just stay in college because he could? Oh, that's I, think it was it was. A diff- I think it was just a different, different time. time. I think yeah. his situation was pretty complicated maybe in regards to trying to get U.S. citizenship as well. And I think he obviously had a really good setup at Oregon. Definitely just a different time where right now I would say there's the kind of the most like pro deals and groups and all that happening. Just slightly different back then. Mm. So just different. But I don't think anyone is winning as many as he did because he was just so dominant. And like there were obviously a lot of other really good runners out there when he was doing it. But I can't imagine anyone winning cross and the indoor mile right now. Like individually, no, no. like that's it's just like nice. that just probably wouldn't happen in this day and age, just with how good everyone is at both those disciplines. So I feel like everyone, I feel like college athletes are training professionally. They're just not professional athletes. Yeah, I mean, well, they're not, but they, yeah, literally, they're, they're not professional are. athletes. They, they got they, school. They, However, they, they are training like pros. Yeah, I'm glad they're not coming across champs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, God, man, I don't know if I could take that for my self esteem. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brutal, man. <laughs> that'd be tough. That's like Ben asked me the day after the race or maybe it was the day of the race like what I, how I thought I could do I was like dude I don't know if I could have hung with that second pack right now like in my current form <clears throat> that second pack I don't know dude I don't, I don't know man I it's just cross is, cross is such a different beast it, it just is. really is and I'm sure a lot of people who, who are listening who have like run national cross is like just nuts 
Yeah. So. So yeah, that's our wrap up on Ensoblaze. Is there anything else to add? I think, as we said, absolutely amazing. Lived up to the hype, which is doesn't always happen, and happened on this occasion. So so cool to watch. We got to wait a whole nother year until it comes around again. Unfortunately, yeah. If this was the Morgan, the running super league it would happen 15 times a year just saying to any investors that are we're listening gonna, we're gonna try buying it's gonna be part of it it's gonna be part of the circuit we're all hopping in so yeah that's that um i think hopefully we'll take a little break here and then we'll come back with some very special guests see you guys soon and we're back with some huge guests potentially the biggest guests that we've had so far just insofar as we've never actually zoomed in people we haven't had people special enough to zoom in, not that we're actually using Zoom, but I would like to introduce uh, Mr. Nico Young and Drew Bosley. How are you guys doing? Really good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first virtual guest. That, yeah. that is, that's big time. We've, we've done each other, so to speak. You know we have I mean. done each other. <laughs> we have done each other multiple times. But uh, this is the first one, first one with, with real people. So that's how big a deal uh, this is, having... And people on two days post NCAAs, is it sitting in yet? Um, honestly, <laughs> not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah, like we we've just been like same old, same old. We took the trophy to IHOP yesterday. Yeah, and uh, classic. Yeah, the classic. Did, did, did it get to In and Out? In and Out? No. no, that's where it used to go every time. Because, yeah. but you guys might have flown the flag. We used to always go to Phoenix and then. On the drive from up from Phoenix, we'd stop at the IHOP. I mean, fucking not the IHOP. We'd stop at the In and Out, mostly because Heinz loved In and Out, and we'd take the trophy in, put it on the table, In and Out, eat some burgers. That, that that's a good tradition. That one, taking it to yeah. a restaurant. Yeah, this yeah. this year we got to uh, fly out of Flag, and uh, it was really nice. On the way there, actually, our layover in Phoenix was like four hours, so we got yeah. to see Dr. Ball. <laughs> In between, yeah, during the, the layover, between yeah, the layovers. That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. nice. It was nice uh, flying in the flag after, though, like not having that long drive. But yeah, it's ideal. Well, we just talked a bunch of shit about both races for the last like forty minutes, so I think we just get straight into what you guys actually did. Um, I feel like everyone want to know: was that the race plan? <laughs> you guys yeah. blowing up the front? It, it was a race plan. We tried to keep it um, as secret as possible, but uh, we figured it was the best way to um, yeah, score the least amount of points as a team because everybody on our team would, was going to know what was going to happen. So, Can I ask a question based off that, knowing that it was planned now? How many times did you guys watch the replay of the 2017 race before you went out and did that? Because when I was watching you guys run, that's all I yeah, was thinking. I was thinking well. Reminiscent. It was like deja vu. Of 2017. <laughs> uh, I didn't really watch it too much. Like I, I've watched it a lot before, but I don't think in I, I don't think I had watched it at all during this season. But I've seen it probably like I've watched that race probably like 10, 15 times, so I know exactly like what it looks like. Yeah. But Damn. I said that halfway through the race, and I think I jinxed it because the same thing did unfortunately happen. Credit <laughs> 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 yeah. to Charles Hicks for getting the win, but. No. Drew and Nico, two, three for the boys. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the our, like the mindset of that strategy for us was 
it was definitely the best way to maximize our team points. Like Nico and I, like going into that race, we were like, we kind of knew both of us were going to finish first through 10th, like no matter what, that was going to be our range of outcomes. And um, so say we go out and bleed a little bit. Like I remember uh, last time nationals was in Oklahoma, like Luis did a similar thing and he bled and he bled to like ninth. So it's like, it strings it out so much that even if you low risk, yeah, it was kind of a low risk and we were prepared to run that fast. So it was like, it was just definitely the best scenario for our team to run that style. And then also we had a plus of like knowing exactly what what was going to happen with how we positioned and ran our other guys, like um, just knowing how that was going to be, that they had some, some confidence, just like knowing how it was going to run and how they were going to work through it. So in a way that was definitely a plus to how we were going to execute as a team, kind of knowing how it was going to be. Yeah. I think we got to give credit to, to the rest of those guys, Sonny, uh, Brody, George ran out of their freaking mind. <laughs> yeah. How was that seeing those guys coming in and, and knowing that that kind of performed at, at the biggest level after, you know, probably they, they might not have been expected to finish there after the kind of the season that, that, it, that you guys had had. I was just like, so surprised what we did, like worked. I was like, Dang, like, <laughs> I, was, like, like <laughs> I mean, like it was like, we knew it was like the best scenario, but I feel like something always goes wrong and like nothing went wrong. So it was just, uh, yeah, really cool. It so, was yeah. like, Yes, we earned it, but we were like very fortunate to win against all those great teams. Like we had A plus days from everyone. And then some other things like some other teams like made mistakes and it kind of like just fell fell into that outcome. But I remember turning around and seeing Sonny come through in 19th and I was going crazy. I was like, no fucking way. I don't know if I swear or not. I was like, no way. And then uh yeah, and then Brody comes storming down like that huge pack. And he like I'm seeing him come down this downhill passing all the like the people. Like there was this sick picture that Quaxi found of Brody coming down the home stretch passing that big mob of people and there were like two Oklahoma State guys in that. Oh, and like that right there, like that last stretch, that was like the race right there. And then George just coming with just spit all over his face and just like, what a trooper. He's, he's, he's a beast. And I was, I knew, I knew we were in the hunt right when all of those five guys, uh, like all our five guys crossed, but I didn't know, like, I had no idea about the points, but I knew we were, we were in the hunt at least. Yeah. You're I mean, you guys with all like, you get all the nice pictures and the glory and and look good up the front, but the real cross country happens in like the twenties and thirties. Oh, That's yeah. where it's ugly. I don't know if you remember any of the meetings, George, but with Coach Smith, we were like immediately making fun of him because he loves talking about like the gritty, like yeah. He's like, my hero is like Corey Glines falling down and coming back um, to score for us, like that kind of stuff. He's like five years down the line, there's going to be a whole different team. There'd be like in a meeting coach is going to be like, yeah, everyone talks about Drew and Nico up front, but you know who my hero is? <laughs> it's it's, definitely it's George Kusha. He's the post-race hero. He's the post-race hero, yeah. No, Ollie literally, I can, Ollie has a bit of a vendetta against Quaxi now because 
George leaked us <laughs> yeah, the the, um, the twenty eight. Do you have you guys seen the picture of the twenty eighteen NAU NCAA cross drinking game? Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. I don't know if you guys seen it, but one of the things oh, I don't yeah. these guys are in these guys are in middle school. Yeah, short <laughs> 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 sure story is that one of the things that Quaxi wrote was uh, take three Ollie. take three drinks if no two drinks take <laughs> two, two drinks only, if take two drinks if Ollie shits the bed yeah. again yeah, yeah. again got, <laughs> a real personal with it so it was brutal. I'm after Quaxi. I'm after his number. So. <laughs> Wait but, did 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 you shit the bed? Yeah no no, no oh, you did you're the top twenty that year. The year before was a bit rough. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. But in general, um, you yeah, ran good though. I ran right, but I, I, I kind of want to know um, what was what was Mike Smith's like reaction? <laughs> I knew that was going to be his question. <laughs> <laughs> what was Mike Smith's reaction like straight after the five guys? Like, did he grab you guys all in a corner and just made you shut the fuck up and not say anything and just kind of just keep it composed until you actually knew? That you won the title? Like, did he keep it very, very, like, humbling at that point? Just just waiting? Like, it must have been very torture. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah, no, he definitely was like, you guys cannot do it, like, celebrate at all right now. Like, we have to, yeah. like, not, like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> after, after the fact, like, he just told us, I just didn't want, like, like, a viral video of you guys celebrating. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, like, you lost. Like yeah. somebody tells us, oh yeah, you actually like lost by a point or something. Yeah, it, 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 in a way, in a way, like that's in that same like meeting that he or like that little like huddle that he said that he also was like, we we nailed that thing. Like that yeah. was if it was first or second, like like I think it was like obviously all of us in the moment were like, yeah, I, I really hope we win. But for like for like a genuine 30 seconds, like we got to like huddle up and be like, I literally, I, I could care less. Like we just, we did, we killed that thing. Like that was, if that's first or second, I, we don't care. Like yeah. it, that was, that was actually honestly a pretty special moment. Like when coach Smith said that and we were just kind of in a circle, like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Drew, you were there. We, we talked a little bit about last week and I struggled <laughs> to talk about it again just came up on the spot but you were there in 2019 now you've won three in a row since then what do you think well how how did the how does that feel comparing like or just starting with the one in 2019 where like you just said maybe you actually would have been happy to get second yesterday like you or on saturday you still would have been stoked but kind of what's changed on the team and and what's still the same yeah, I mean, when I look back at 2019, like, that's honestly a year I'm so proud of, too, because, like, we kept it so contained. Like, yeah, we didn't win, but, like, our bad day was second place. Like, I'm proud to say, like, our bad day, second place in that kind of situation. Um, bro, our, look at our team. <laughs> Luis, you, me, Abdi Hamid. <laughs> bro, I honestly... Honestly, that was a good team. We we should have won. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have won. Uh, we were uh, talking about that yesterday. We were saying, I've already, this is like the third time I've chatted to Drew since the race already, but uh, we we're saying, I feel like this year, that I feel like that was the toughest one out of the six. Like, I, that's the most impressed I've been out of all yeah. of them. This, that, that's kind of what we were like echoing to. Like, that, like that was... I also think it has to like, 
it plays into the fact of the lead up to it as well. Yeah, like definitely. the five others, I would say we were either considered the best or maybe the second best team. We're like this one, nobody believes in us. Like we're not really, even a podium finish. <laughs> yeah, like people are saying like you guys might not even like get on the podium or something. I don't know. It is in a way it's kind of like freeing because now we're like now we can just do our thing. But yeah, it was I would agree with what you're saying. Like this is probably could be the hardest one. And for it to be like a win on tiebreaker, like something historic like that, that's crazy. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. And and to like just the fact of like I think the other years, yeah, it was like like in your era of the three peat, it was like NAU versus BYU. Like it was like a one v one type like championship where this one was like four incredibly good teams going up against each other. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe even more than four. Like yeah. there were just a lot of good teams. It wasn't just like one or two that had a shot, but so that kind of played into the factor as well. Yeah, I think the whole NCAA has stepped up in the last five years to that next level in in training as well. But yeah, that that's freaking crazy. We, it, how how long do you have to wait before talking about next year? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> We're already talking about it. Boom. Really short. <laughs> you're you're already talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Probably Boom. like a right day. now. Probably the meeting we have after this. <laughs> <laughs> the meeting you have in twenty minutes from now. Time yeah. to chop wood and carry water, boys. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Guess what? Like. They still haven't given us our three rings yet. Well, obviously, oh, we this, this last one was just right now. But, like, the last two, we still haven't got any any of those yet. I know. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> they, I don't know if they, they don't want us to be satisfied or something. I don't know the, the reasoning behind that. They're it's, just sitting in the office. It's running out of fingers. Seriously. No one, else actually, no one else actually gets six. He's won yeah. five, right? Six. No, yeah, he one. wasn't really. Oh. But he got, but he, he got was, a ring that year. He was, he was assistant coach that year, no? Kind of. He was just. I know. Was he volunteering? <laughs> he was shadow, he was shadow coach. Yeah. I think Sidious Mag five wins for him. <laughs> yeah, but I think maybe six wins for when he was the program. Maybe. Shout out to Eric Hines getting the dynasty started. Yeah. yeah. Does that make Smith the Michael Jordan? <sighs> of uh. Well, no, because Michael Jordan had a coach. Phil Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I guess no one else was there for six minutes. I guess it just doesn't really the, the comparison <laughs> yeah, at some point doesn't quite work. To me, it's four times. Yeah. That's the comparison. And, and Jordy, actually, this is Jordy, you probably have this, but this is this this is like the zip up from twenty sixteen. So this I, is that like, does look familiar. Why yeah, the hell is like the old one? Vintage. 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 Are we gonna ask about the after party or what? Yeah, what Nico what's it what's 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 happening to your couch what's going on what's the update about it how's this yeah i guess there's a gofundme out there for it but uh <laughs> at the yeah at the watch party they everybody kind of went crazy and they broke two of our couches we had like two small ones and they're just like we're jumping on it or like jumped and sat on it we're standing on it and they just broke yeah so <laughs> what's the gofundme yet <laughs> i have no idea i think uh Abby made it or something. I don't even know. <laughs> we got to contribute to that. Yeah, maybe we'll contribute. To uh, that. It's, it's, I think Caleb made it. He's gonna yeah, yeah, he's Caleb, gonna pocket yeah. all that. 
No, no, no. <laughs> you get a donation from Coffee Club if you're really lucky. <laughs> Except not if it's we'll talk, we'll talk to guys. I don't know if we're allowed to pay. I guess would that be paying these? Are we allowed to pay you guys to do this? Probably not, huh? We don't want to. We don't want to. I think you're definitely allowed to. But no. We're not going to. But <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, 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 wink. All right. What What else has uh, happened in the post the aftermath? Has Has the Has you had the, Have you had the Mike's hard mile? No, they actually saved it. I don't know what the reasoning be- behind it was, but they were like, "Let's do it on Sunday after they get back." Like. None of us want to run a bike's hard mile after the day after NCAA is like. I thought the like the reasoning behind the Mike's hard mile was like to do it the day before or something like set the tone, but I don't think we've done it now because they wanted to save it and we didn't do it. That's a big loss. I feel like tradition lost right there. That's how the teams change. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the main change in the team since 2019 all right um any other questions we going? um i don't know is there anything well while, while you guys have the uh floor is there anything else you guys want to say about the race or about the NCAA season or anything like that do you think i should have wore a headband jordy <laughs> i think you should have a little really? bit but i think and nico hat where was the hat? Was the hat oh, the regionals hats. <laughs> you actually both should have gone hats again. If you went hats, man, I'd be like, oh, that's game over. It's the difference between first and second, just so you know. Did you guys see Clicker's story where he said, or he posted? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We saw that. Yeah. You know, you ran regionals and hats. So they're a lock. They're a lock. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we ran what? 2801 at regionals with hats on, and then we ran. Like twenty eight forty or twenty eight fifty, so we got worse from. For us. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like that regional course was a legit ten k, huh? Yeah, I think it might have been a little long. <laughs> yeah, at least probably a little long. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's like that's like the hack because Wisconsin hosted regionals for maybe four or five years in a row. They would legitimately just make it short just because <laughs> they could because it because it made it easier. Like they're like, because I think technically you're allowed to make a cross country course X amount short. And I think, I don't know if they did that or they just pretended like it was the right distance and they just made it short anyway. But dude, it's just smart. Yeah. Yeah. I do have one more thing. I got a meeting in one minute, but uh, what's your prediction for cross champs? (laughs) I, yeah. Our cross champs. The real the real cross country. Race. What what's the competition? I I I've heard yeah. about it, but I don't know who's all racing. We don't we really know. We either. don't know either. They won't release it. Uh, our team know, is racing. We know Tim our team is racing. Uh, running. Brooks Hansons. Okay. And Bauman Club. Bauman Club. Whatever that is. Okay. We don't know if it's the actual Bauman boys. Something else. Well you can imagine I can't really. remember. Did I hear like uh, I heard I, I heard from someone that uh, you get a lot of world athletics points from this or some reason. Hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. You get a lot of points for the 10K. Yeah, but we don't want you to come. Don't, so. uh, <laughs> no, no, Mike's hard mile team. <laughs> Mike's hard mile team. Uh, I'll back you guys. All right. Yeah. I want I want. Should, should we wear hats? Should I wear a hat? Yeah, yeah I think you should. Why not? Just do it. Yeah. Hey, I wore hats and, and shades. I think Ali needs to wear shades. 
I, I'm, I'm gonna be wearing. The we're ra- all gonna have shades planned. The race <laughs> isn't 4 p.m., so it might be getting dark at that point. But we'll still wear shades, <laughs> just for you. Someone, someone wear hats. Someone wear shades. Someone wear a headband. Then you'll we cover we'll have the whole trio. We can do that. We can do that. Cover no the, the basis. Not there a we problem. Go. We can do it. All right. Well. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Um, congratulations again. I hope you guys can take some time now to just so relax, good. soak yeah. it off to the long season. NAU yeah. until I die. NAU until I die. <laughs> Mike Smith, we love you. We love you, Michael. Uh, we'll see right. you, boys. Thanks, boys. Congrats. Thanks. See ya. See ya. And that right there wraps up episode 62 of the Coffee Club podcast. Thank you very much to Nico and Drew for coming on the show. And thank you very much for listening. We will see you guys next week.